Welcome to another week of Unfolding Words, the weekly podcast dedicated to sharing biblical truth that offers life for your walk and life for your soul. I'm your host, Antracia Moorings. This week is a bit of a struggle. Well, today is. I am coming down with a cold, so I feel like I'm on the struggle bus a little bit. It is Sunday, 9.56 p.m., the night before the podcast is to be published, and I usually have everything done by this time, but I'm behind schedule. But I promised myself that I would stick to my schedule and get this podcast out every week because I'm a big fan of podcasts, and there are a lot of podcasts that I listen to that go strong and then they fall off and I'm left standing there looking for them. So I don't want to be one of those podcasts. <laughs> so pray for me that I make it through this episode. Today, I want to talk about having a proper view of faith. And a couple of years ago, more than a couple, almost a decade ago, I had a crisis of faith that made me reevaluate my definition of faith. So let me give you a little backstory, like I always do every week. <laughs> Nine years ago, my father passed away after a battle with cancer. He had gone into remission and then it came back. So when he died, so did my faith in a sense. I had prayed for him before and the cancer had went into remission. So when it returned a few years later, Remission and complete healing didn't seem impossible. My faith was strong for him. I believed God was well able. But when my mother called me on that day in November, 2000 and, I think it was 2009, to tell, the, tell me that my father had passed away, I could hardly believe what I was hearing. I had just seen him a few days prior. I'd fasted. I'd prayed. And my faith was strong in believing for his healing. The questions rained down fast and furious. Why, Lord? Was my faith not strong enough? Were my prayers not powerful enough? Was there something that hindered my request? All of these questions were just turning over and over again in my mind. I thought that faith was the currency that I could use to get what I wanted from God. So my thought was, you need healing got enough faith and it's yours. You need a financial breakthrough, flex that faith muscle and it's yours. But through my father's death, I discovered that I was holding on to a faulty theology about faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 in the New King James Version says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I thought, that the thing I was asking God for was the object of my faith. The healing I was requesting for my father became for me the substance of things hoped for. What I failed to realize is that God is not a genie who has to take the faith money and money is in air quotes that I shove into his hand and then he has to deliver what I request. The faith that the Bible speaks of says that the realities that we can be certain of are not our desires. Instead, they're God's character, his love and his sovereign will. When our faith takes hold of things eternal, it will never be confounded. But when my faith is in a request that doesn't get fulfilled, 
then what happens to my faith? It flounders because it's not based on the correct foundation. So not only did I not have a father anymore, but my faith was disintegrating right before my eyes. Sometimes our learned theology is challenged by God's absolute theology. I had to learn that my faith wasn't weak. It was instead just misguided. I viewed faith as currency. God views faith as a foundational truth on which our entire spiritual walk rests. I had to come to terms with the fact that faith is not a personal power that I possess to create my own future or the future of my loved ones. And we often hear this kind of preaching about faith, that use your faith to create your own reality, use your faith to get what you want. And that kind of theology does not line up with what the scriptures say. Faith is not a tool given to me by God to create my own reality and change my world according to my own whims. Faith is not a magic wand that I can wave at my own will. God didn't give me the power to be a little God to order him around according to what I want. God is sovereign. I am not. And that's something that I had to come to terms with almost a decade ago. He's in charge and he's calling the shots. God gave us all faith as a virtue to trust the future that he has promised each and every one of us who is a child of God. That future is clearly outlined in the Bible. My things hoped for included keeping my father alive, healing him and nixing the cancer in his body. But God's things hoped for are far better and far more eternal because he has promised them. He has promised these things, things like the second coming of Christ, the resurrection of the dead and God's everlasting presence, among other things. Hebrews 11 outlines what real faith looks like in verse seven. By faith, Noah built an ark based on a promise that God made. It's not something that Noah conjured up on his own. Noah's evidence of things not seen was God's word to him. In verse 8 of Hebrews 11, it says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when God called him to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance. Abraham didn't name it and claim it. God presented the promise to him. And in return, Abraham had to have the faith to see that promise come to pass, even when he didn't see any evidence of it at the time. When God gives faith, it's the assurance of things hoped for that he promises, not every little thing our hearts desire. And that's a hard truth to accept, or at least it was for me. It doesn't mean that we see something we want and we bring it into existence by our faith. Of course, I'd still love to have my father here. I miss him something awful, and I hate that he's missing out on watching his three grandchildren grow up. But my faith is in something far greater than a temporary healing. My faith is in a sovereign God who has promised eternal life to to whoever believes in him. Sometimes it takes a flatline faith to make way for flourishing faith. And I feel like that's what happened to me. My faith had to flatline in order for it to be resurrected into the truth of what God 
outlined about faith in Scripture. When Paul wrote the phrase, faith is the substance of things hoped for, he was not really defining what faith is. Instead, he is showing us what faith does. Faith undergirds what we hope for. Substance means that which stands under. So faith is the foundation for what we hope for. The foundation for our relationship with God and everything that it implies within his purpose. Faith is the very beginning of everything that really matters spiritually. So think about when contractors come up with the design for a building. They don't just design the building without thinking about the foundation. There has to be a solid foundation laid first in order for that building to stand strong. And that's what our faith is. It's the foundation for everything that's going to be built upon it. The the substance is that which, though unseen, exists beneath what is visible. It has a sense of a foundation, as I just said. So even as the foundation of a building is unseen, but the building above ground is apparent, the foundation, the substance is real and it supports the building. Substance is the unseen support of what is standing in clear view. So then spiritually speaking, invisible faith underlies, supports, and ultimately motivates the visible action. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, faith is the confidence that you have a better possession. You have something greater than what you just see here. And it's something that God promises to deliver on. So the goal of faith isn't to get God to do what we want him to do. The goal is to get us to live with a right understanding of the character and the promises of God. I had to come to this realization. Faith doesn't create what I hope for. That would be a mere mind game. Faith is a spiritual tasting or a sensing of the goodness of what God promises, especially of his own fellowship and of his presence. So this doesn't mean that we should lose hope in our faith or that there isn't something incredible in praying for a miracle to happen. The Bible lists the amazing things that have been done by by faith. So we see that in Hebrews 11. By faith, Noah built an ark that saved his family from drowning. Abraham left his home to find a new one far away. His wife, Sarah, gave birth to a son when she was far past the childbearing age. Moses led millions out of slavery. The walls of Jericho fell to the ground. These all happened by faith. These examples tell us what can be accomplished by faith. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. This is in Hebrews 11 and 6. And with it, we have everlasting life. These are all promises that God himself established, not us, for his people to put their faith in. You don't create things to put your faith in. God does that. So just because you may not be getting the outcome you're looking for doesn't mean that God doesn't have your best interest at heart. Ultimately, faith comes down to trusting that God knows what he's doing. We have to trust that we're serving a sovereign God who wants the best for us. That's it for this episode of Unfolding Words. And remember that you can reach out to me on Instagram at Unfolding Words, as well as on Facebook 
at Unfolding Words. And join me next week as we uncover more of those beautiful treasures in the Word of God. Until then, may God's Word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.